this is Thoughts Become Things. With each episode, we'll help you reach the highest creative potential that God has for you. With your host, a teacher, life coach, a dream coach, and motivational speaker, Jeremy Lopez. Hello again, everyone, and welcome to another podcast of Thoughts Become Things. I'm Jeremy Lopez, and so glad and honored to be with you guys today. I'm so excited because you know what? We are in December. Here we are near Christmas. I'm a huge Christmas fan. I love Christmas. I'm like a kid at Christmas time. I love it. So I'm glad you guys are with me today, and I'm excited to talk about my new book today because we're talking about Receiving the Things of the Spirit, which is my newest book, and I'm so honored and glad that you guys are have gotten that book. If you're on the Book of the Month program, I'm glad and honored you guys have uh, been reading it because I know many of you have been saying, man, this is a good book. I'm loving it. But it's called Receiving the Gift of the Spirit. It deals with spiritual gifts. It deals with everything that the Holy Spirit represents within our lives. And so I'm excited to sort of tap into that today and just talk to you guys a little bit about this book. Because some of the things I've come to the realization on is understanding that God has given us the Holy Spirit for many, many, many reasons, which would take us months and years to even explain all the great things the Spirit of God does in us and for us and through us. However, I want to take just maybe a snippet of that today and talk to you guys about the things of the Spirit. And we talk about a little bit about the gifts of the Spirit. So when we deal with the gifts of the Spirit, I want to say this. We have to look at the gifts of the Spirit as presence. Gifts of the Spirit are presence given to us of those who want to receive them, those who want to move into them. Why? Because giving us gifts of the Spirit does this. It not just sort of, the Bible talks about how it edifies the body. You know, prophecy, you know, brings edification, exhortation, and comfort. And I want you to think about that for a moment. You know, one of these gifts of the Spirit, knowing that it's the gift of prophecy, means it's here to educate, but it's more importantly not even to educate. It's according to Scripture, is to exhort to edify and to comfort. And I want you to think about that for a moment. Prophecy is not so much on focused on instruction or direction. I want you to really truly think about this for a moment. Most people feel as if prophecy is like, I need that, I need to know the doctor's name. I need clarification. I need to know the name of the road, the street. I need to know this. And if not, they're not a prophet. You know, and I want somebody to say that's just spoken out of total ignorance because the Bible never even says that, even though it sounds great. And a lot of times God will do that. A lot of times God needs to give maybe a street address. But to be honest with you, giving a street address doesn't doesn't set you free. You know, saying, hey, your mom's name is Louise and she's, you know, 81, it, it does nothing for you. It doesn't. You think it does, but it doesn't. It just makes you feel better. The truth is God is not so much looking into street names, car names, tags and tags and ages. What God's looking for is the heart. Because the main thing we have to understand is is the Bible talks about knowledge. Knowledge is powerful. We know knowledge is powerful, but knowledge can also puff up, the Bible says. And knowing that knowledge can puff up, God is not so concerned with giving us so much knowledge where it puffs us up. Does He want us educated and full of wisdom? Absolutely He does. But giving us knowledge is, the the main thing is not to puff us up or to say, look what you know. And you can throw it in people's face. Look what I know now. You know, I'm I'm, I'm more spiritual discerning than you because I've been a Christian longer. Or I've been a Christian longer, therefore I'm more qualified than you. That's what that's what ignorant people say. <laughs> I'm gonna be honest with you. That's what ignorant people say because that's what egotistical people say. God doesn't look and say, "Hey, you know what? You've been saved 50 years, and this other person has been saved a, a month. So I'm gonna give them a, a, the baby Holy Spirit. And I'm gonna give you the adult Holy Spirit." No, it's all the same. 
God doesn't look at that and say, well, I can't give you the same thing I've given her or him because you have been saved for a long That's rubbish. It means nothing. God God is, a, is an equal opportunity God. And therefore, he gives us the same spirit, the same giftings, everything, no matter if you're new or to this or old to this. And so with that said, we think about prophecy. Prophecy is not so much given us knowledge of, oh, hey, look what I know. Look what I know. God is not concerned with saying, thus saith the Lord, you know, um, 10, 10 times 10 is 100. You know, 20 times 20 is 200. God is not concerned with giving us the education. And this is where people miss it. I need to be educated. Well, you know what? Then read your Bible. Study yourself. The Bible says you study to show yourself approved. Prophecy is not to educate you. Prophecy is for something that most of us don't realize that we need, but yet we need it more than anything. And that is what? Education. I mean, excuse me, not education, but edification, exhortation, and comfort. So God literally wants to prophesy to us through the gift of prophecy to do what? To edify, to make you feel better. That's right, I said it. To make you feel better. Oh, God is not a good, a feel good, feel good God. Well, you need to correct God then. Read his Bible and you pray about it and you correct God because maybe God needs to be corrected. <laughs> I mean, come on, guys. You know what? Because he doesn't. Because what God does, he says, I want you to make, I mean, make you feel better about yourself and about life. That's why he wants to edify you. He wants to edify. The Bible says to edification, exhortation, exhorting you and comforting you. Those are the main qualities and the main definitions of prophecy. Not so, you know, God better tell me the name of the street and where to turn. Hallelujah. Well, you know what? That's your problem. That, that's your business. You know, don't, don't be, you know, just because you're lazy doesn't mean you got to blame it on God to give you all the education. Come on, folks. God doesn't want you to be lazy. He wants you to study to show yourself approved. He wants you to ask, seek, and knock. He's like, look, you, you decrease, I'll increase in you. In other words, make the first move. But if you think for a moment I'm going to live your life through you and for you while you sit there and, and be a bump on, bump on the log, it's not going to happen. Because God's like, I want an action with you. I want you to begin to have an adventurous life, but you're going to have to take a step of faith. I'm not taking a step of faith for you. Jesus didn't look at Peter and say, Peter, here, let, let me let me walk this for you. You know, take two steps, Peter, and then take, then take one step back. Shake your arm. Shake your left foot. This is not the hokey pokey. You know, remember the old song, you know, put your left foot in, your left foot out, and then you shake it all about. You know, that's, God, Jesus didn't do that. What he did was he said, hey, Peter, walk on. Walk, walk to me. Now, some of you would be like Peter nowadays and say, well, Lord, I'm not making a move until you tell me how many steps to make. Oh, Lord Jesus, tell me, do I take two steps? Do I go slow? Do I go fast? Do I, do I, do I leap? Do I, and Jesus would look at Peter and say, you know what? You're not worth it. I mean, come he probably would, but you're not worth it. I mean, you're not worth my time. I mean, you know why? Because God honors faith. God honors faith. Jesus would look at Peter and say, come, come. Well, how do I do it? Jesus, tell me what to do. No, no, you come. You're smart enough, Peter. You're not. You're not. You're not dumb. You're, you're smart enough. Trust your faith. So Peter did. He stepped out. He didn't know what a big step, small step, two steps, one step. He didn't. He didn't know. And, and truly, Jesus didn't care. What Jesus cared about is the understanding. Just move out by faith. Move out by faith. We see that all through the Word of God. You know, Elijah, get up and go to Zarephath. Oh, well, what do I do? Yeah, he told her about the woman that you know there in Zarephath. Absolutely, but he did tell him every step what to do and the timing. No, he's like, I mean, go now, but that's it. You know, I mean, we have to we have to remember, folks, that Jesus is not into the gift of prophecy to tell you and, and to read your horoscope or to read every your everyday language or go today says the Lord buy a new dishwasher, take two steps forward and one step back. He's like, just go, just step out. 
Jesus honors you stepping out. He doesn't honor him telling you every single detail because that takes away your faith. So the gift of prophecy is not, give me my doctor's name, hallelujah, get, tell me what to do, Lord. No, God's going to be like, I'm not telling you what to do because you're lazy. I'm not telling you what to do because you don't, you don't trust your faith or yourself or trust me. I'm, that's not my job. My job is to tell you to do something and you figure out a way how to do it. And you, your way to figure it out is through your faith. Right? God honors the faith you step out on. He doesn't honor that he tells you every step of the, every step to make and, and you do it. That that takes no faith. There's no faith in that, folks. There's not faith in somebody telling me, look, I want you to wait till 10 o'clock. I want you to go to the grocery store and you'll bypass this. You'll bypass this if you leave right at 10. I want you to buy eggs and bacon and milk. And then I want you to come straight home at 10.15. I want you to leave the grocery store and come straight home. There's no faith in that. You've just told me and I'm going to trust your instructions. If God told me that, I would need faith. I'd throw faith out the front door and say, I'm doing exactly what you told me to do, God. And I know for a fact I won't be harmed or hurt. And I'll get what I need to get and get home at the right time you told me to because I don't need faith. You just tell me every, every step of the way. That's not what he wants to do. What he wants to do is say, no, go to the grocery store. But, but, but how? Go to the grocery store. But, but when? Go to the grocery store. But, but why? Go to the grocery store. God honors faith. And when we move out by faith, and so the gift of prophecy is to actually truly make you feel better about yourself, make you feel exhorted for God to be able to believe or not. Here, go, here goes. Are you ready? God wants to actually praise you. Not bow down and worship you, okay? That's our job to him. But he wants to praise you. Edification, exhorting. Exhorting means I want to say, good job. Good job. Look what you've done. Look how far you've come. You overcame this in your life. Look what you've... Edification, exhortation, and great comfort. Comforting you. And so when we look at life, folks, you have to remember the, one of the first major gifts is the gift of prophecy. And the Bible says that anyone can prophesy. No, it doesn't mean you're going to do what prophets do and everything. But you know what? You're going to be able to move in your gifting strong and firm and do things that I probably can't do. And I'll do things you probably can't do. But every joint supplies. But the main thing we're called to do together is no matter how much you operate in your gifting and your office and your calling, and same for me, I'll tell you what we can do and we will do together is exhort and raise up people and make people feel better and know Knowing that God's proud of them and knowing that every step they've made has been really good and, and, it's, and it's benefiting them and it's benefiting other people. That's the power of God. That's what the gift of prophecy does. And so I wanted to sort of take a moment today to sort of drop this today to you guys about the gift of prophecy to where you understand that when you get so religious and you're like, oh, I want you to go deep, go deep in your prophecy, go deep in your prophecy. I want somebody to say, well, you know what? The prophets of the New Testament didn't go quote unquote deep because you don't know what deep means. You think deep means detailed, detailed, detailed. According to the Word of God, deep doesn't mean detailed. Hello. Many of you need to read it. The Bible says in Genesis that the Spirit of God was hovering over the waters. And the Bible in one version says deep waters. And so it doesn't mean it's full of knowledge. In fact, if anything, the deep waters were, were, were dark. <laughs> were dark. In fact, if you want to get technical, there was full of void and darkness upon the face of the earth. So you're deep. You better be careful when you say deep because deep sometimes can represent void and darkness. So, hello? God's like, your deep is not what you think your deep is. 
I'm not here to make you more religious. I'm here to make you powerful. I'm here to make you more of a Christian. I'm here to make you strong in the Lord and the power of my might through your understanding more of what it means to say to walk by faith and not by sight. And that's the kingdom of God. Learning to walk by faith and not by sight is one of the greatest honors we've been given, but we have to begin to walk that road and leave out sometimes the details of life and trust God by faith. And the gift of prophecy you know, causes us to do that. Well, I got this prophecy from her and it was just so lame. Was it lame or was it doing what it's called to do? Tell me what the prophecy said. I had one gentleman tell me this. Well, in that prophecy, it said God was proud of me. It said that, you know, I did well. You know, I, I made it through my, um, you know, my exam good or my, I, I, I've been, a, I've been a good dad in my life and, you know, uh, that I'm getting this new job over here and all that's just lame. And I'm, and I'm thinking to myself, well, then you know what? You need to correct God. You need to rewrite the Bible. And correct God, because God missed it completely, obviously, according to your theology. But according to his word and his theology, which God doesn't have theology, but according to his word, he hit it right on the spot. Because it did, it, it did its job. What it's supposed to do is encourage you and exhort you in the things in which you did. Encourage you to say you did a good job on that exam. Exhort you to say, you know what, you did a good job in your marriage. And, you know, encourage you, comfort you during situations that maybe you could have lost it and reacted. Instead, you responded. So you have to think, did God, did that woman and get it was it lame was it shallow no she actually got it right according to biblical principles and the biblical truth of what god says prophecy is so she got it right you're the one that got it wrong because you were expecting something to to dilute your faith and to tell you all the details you need to know and god's like that's not what i need to do to you all the time because we live in a fallen world that needs to be, uh, where people need to be exhorted and know that they're loved, but also know that you've been it through hard times and you've you've been through this. That's what we do. That's what the body of Christ does. And so that's one of the first gifts I want to bring to your attention today is understanding even the gift of prophecy. When we deal with the gifts of the Spirit, we have to remember they've been given to us by God to utilize to where we can build society. We can build people's hearts. We can encourage people's minds. We can raise up a generation, but raise up people all around the globe to let them know you are not detached from God. You are not separated. You are loved by God. You are welcomed by God. You are, you know, he, you're under the shadow of his wing. That's our goal is to draw and bring forth people to the oneness of God with them. And as we do that, we realize Christ is such a dynamic job and what he did on the cross but we have to begin to initiate that same power to let people know hey guess what you're encouraged you're exhort you know he wants to exhort you he wants to lift you up he wants you to have the good things of life he wants you not to be poor but at least have some uh, some money to, to live on in your life and enjoy it and have an enjoyable life he wants to give the desires of your heart he wants to bless you with good health and and and, and prosperity and love and grace and compassion he wants these great things for you so so guess what our job is to do? Is to do just that. And these gifts of the Spirit do just that. So we've been given tools to bring forth humanity to a place of awakening to who they are in Christ. And when we do that, great things begin to happen. Because when you take two children, you take one child who's been praised and really exhorted and encouraged all their life, and another child who no one believed in him, and everyone said he was stupid and dumb, guess what happens? You know which one, I don't have to tell you, you know which one is going to pretty much be more successful, or which one's going to have a better outlook on life. Right? Unless the other one gets counseling and goes through a lot of years of therapy. Right? And so 
guess what? You you know which one's going to be pretty much have more of a chance to survive and, li- and and thrive in life, right? And so that's why it's important that we begin to build on the tools of God to begin to build humanity and let them know how loved and accepted and powerful and 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 and, and everything that God's done for them to where where guess what we can begin to target God's children and let them know by giving them the same things that we needed as children as well to where they will begin to say I accept God's love I accept that I'm important I accept the power of God upon my life and guess what their lives will alter and be changed and be lifted up right that's the goal. And so I really want to encourage all of you guys, go to the website right now, identitynetwork.net, and get this book. Download this book, Receiving the Gift of the Spirit. You will totally, totally love this book, okay? It's called Receiving the Gift of the Spirit. It's here to help you, guide you, and lead you into all these things that the Holy Spirit does and what we've been given and offered in our lives to be able to move into. So do that today, Receiving the Gift of the Spirit, and you can download the, as a as a ebook or you can order the paperback but either way i know for a fact it will bless your socks off so get it today all right go to identitynetwork.net and put in receiving the gift of the spirit receiving the gift of the spirit and you can download it or order the paperback if you order the paperback if i'm in the office i'll make sure i try my best to be an autograph it for you all right so i hope you guys have a blessed wonderful day today and don't forget in this christmas season to just love on people exhort people help people love give them the, the grace and the love that they need today because everybody needs that we all suffer from needing more love all right so let's give love to people today have a blessed wonderful day and as i close i always love to say this if you don't like your day got the great news for you change your thoughts and you'll change your life god bless this has been the thoughts become things podcast with jeremy lopez helping you reach your highest creative potential that god has for you For more episodes, products, and information on Jeremy, visit www.identitynetwork.net.